Welcome to Book of Experts TV. I'm your host Isadora and today on our episode we're going to be talking about how to add a zero without the hustle with Stacy Highland. Hi Stacy. Hi, how are you doing today? Great to I be here. I am great. I'm so happy to have you here. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Stacy is an internationally recognized business growth strategist, coach and author. Um, she served as vice president of consulting and senior coach for Chet Holmes and, and Tony Robbins's business mastery program, and also was named international coach of the year in 2016. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, Stacy helps six and seven figure entrepreneurs add a zero to their business without the hustle. She has a book to be published, right? Hidden Profits, More Clients and Cash. Uh, and she's also the creator of the Hidden Profit System, which is also something we're going to talk about today. So Stacy, tell me um, a little bit more about what we're talking about today. Sure. So one of the things I, I noticed with my clients is that they all want to get to that next level, no matter how successful they are. Um, most of my clients are really successful already, but they, they just haven't had that next level of business success that they want. They feel like they're performing under their potential and they're like, okay, this is it. I'm ready. And, you know, I've helped clients go from zero to six figures, zero to multiple six figures. And then I've had clients go from six to seven and then even six to eight figures working together. So that's where the add is zero came from is that I realized that that's really what I help my clients with. And there's a system that we go through with each client, no matter which level they're at to help them reach mm -hmm. that next level that they're looking for. That is fantastic. I'm so excited to learn from you today. So just give me a little a little bit of context, like how did you get into this world in the first place? Yeah, it's it's actually interesting because I had been in sales since I was in third grade. My kid, you know, I wanted to travel, right? All of us are entrepreneurs. We want freedom, yeah. right? So I wanted to travel to my aunt's in Maine and needed an airplane ticket. So my parents said, you have to earn it. Oh. And so that's how I started. I started selling current stationery door to door, buying it wholesale, selling it for retail. And I, you know, after school, I got out, I started working in sales. And in my last sales job, I, I was doing a very consultative sales style, which you yeah. ask a lot of questions mm -hmm. and being the kind of person that I am, I'm naturally like wanting to give them help and advice. And so my clients that I was working with actually doubled their sales, they grew oh, their business. Man. 200%, like wow. people were getting crazy results from uh -huh. just how I was sharing with them, how they could change their marketing, how they could improve their sales process. So that's when I was like, oh, this is a lot more fun than the actual sales, really helping the business owners. And at the same time, unfortunately, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and died very quickly. He was diagnosed late September, so died sorry. at Thanksgiving. And so what happened there is it really like I was young, he was young, um, he was only 56. And it really made me think like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And that's when I made that shift into going into coaching, because I realized that's really what I love doing. Right. But that's where the the without the hustle part of my business came about. Because my dad, when he died, he hadn't done any of the things on his bucket list, right? Uh -oh, he, yeah. When we traveled, my dad didn't go with us, right? It was really like he didn't have that life that he wanted that he was working so hard for, right? So that's what I wanted for entrepreneurs. And my mission became to give entrepreneurs back to their families mm -hmm. so that you could create that lifestyle 
that most entrepreneurs want, but they just don't know how to create for themselves at the same time that they make money. Right. Wow. That's a great mission statement. I love that. Um, let's talk about the hustle a little bit. Cause I, I have talked to a bunch of business owners, entrepreneurs, and the biggest challenge for them that I see is really like, I want to get to this point, but I don't really know how. So what is your process? Yeah, I can take you through the seven steps. And oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, we can do an overview here. Um, the first step is mindset. So mm -hmm. as somebody that's worked with Tony Robbins as vice president of consulting, I know that mindset is crucial. And so it's step one, but it's really kind of woven through everything we do because there's a few different areas that people are challenged in mindset. First of all is money mindset, right? That people have the money mm -hmm. story from their family. They have the money story from their, you know, the culture, right? Like yeah. you have to work hard to make right. money, the rich are evil. So a lot of those things are subconscious and we're not even aware of them, right? Yeah. You know, even, I bet now, Isadora, after you do this interview, you'll start to notice in the culture how many negative rich stereotypes we have in movies and film and television, right? Absolutely. Even from when we were a kid, like Cruella. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, money is associated with bad things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really like activating that reticular activating system that you start to pay attention to that and say, okay, but how can I replace that? With something that equates wealth with good, right? And right. If, if you can't equate wealth and having money with good, then you're going to resist subconsciously mm -hmm. creating that wealth for yourself, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. who do you know that's given a lot to society? You know, like pick those people as your mentors right. so you can start to see the positive. Um, the other things we see with mindset is playing small, right? Most of my clients are super successful. A lot of my clients are even have Ivy League degrees, doctorates, and they come to me and they say, you know what, everybody sees me as very successful, but I myself know mm -hmm. that I'm only playing with like a pinky finger worth of my potential, right? right? Like they know that they're capable of anything they put their mind to, but they're just doing a little bit. And because they're so smart, they get away with it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the the third and fourth things with the mindset is the mindset around marketing and sales, because people resist that. They don't want to market themselves. They don't want to be visible. And then they don't actually want to make sales. I mean, they want to make sales, but they don't yeah. want to actually do the sales process. So we do a right. lot of work in the mindset around how to make that work for people. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing in the, in the ad is zero without a hustle is hidden profits. So you mentioned my book that's going to be coming out. It's called Hidden Profits, More Clients and Cash. And it's ways that you can increase your business without spending more money on marketing and advertising. Wow. And the way that this came about is through when I was working with Tony Robbins. And it was during the last recession and he was coaching a gentleman there. And you can imagine being in front of all of the people you know, being coached by I know, I've been to an event of his before and it's just insane. Like yes. to stand up and be that person, you need so much like vulnerability and courage. I, I love it. It's so great. Well, wait till you hear what this guy said to Tony. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> so he stands up and he says to Tony, he said, I'm trying to grow my business and I've tried everything and nothing worked. Right. And everybody in the audience is like, oh, you just said that to Tony. Like, so Tony <laughs> says, so Tony said, so let me ask you, what have you tried? You said you've tried everything. What have you tried? And the guy mentioned like two or three things. 
Mm. So Tony said, okay, so you told me you've tried everything. Yeah, where's the rest of the list? <laughs> three things, right? And the whole audience is like, oh. And so he said, well, how many times did you try? If you've only tried a few things, you must have like kept trying over and over. And he said, well, I've tried like two or three times. And Tony said, okay, so you told me you've tried everything and nothing is working. You've tried two or three things yeah. two or three times what's going on? And the guy said, well, I didn't have the resources. Mm, right? There you go. And so he said, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen somebody that's come to this country with less than you have? They don't have the money. They don't have the education. They don't speak English. They don't have a credit card. They don't know how, you know, American society works and they're more successful than you. And the guy said, Oof, yeah, ouch. right. <laughs> right. Like there's a woman in my mastermind has come here from Romania with like a few hundred bucks and is making millions now. Wow. Right. Wow. So you can see like somebody like that, that they, it's not about resources. It's about becoming resourceful. Mm. And so that changed my lens for my business clients to say like, what are those hidden profits we can find in their business, even if they don't have the resources during the last recession? Mm -hmm. So the average client finds $85,000 of hidden profits in their business. And that's just a wow. small business, like at a hundred thousand. Like right? bigger clients find even more. It's a lot of fun. Uh -huh. It's a lot of fun. So the third step is finding your perfect clients. Mm -hmm. And you know, most people have some perfect clients already in their business that they've dealt with. And you, you probably know, like they're the ones that are super fun. They add your energy. Like when you hang up with them, you're like, oh, that was fun. That was easy. Like you would yeah. almost do it for yeah. free. Right? Better than before calling them. <laughs> exactly. And then right. the good thing about those people is what we want to do is look at the people that are the top 20% of your client base that are making up for 80% of your income. Mm. Okay. And we want to find more clients like those, right? Because what happens is because of the 80% that are only accounting for 20% of your income, those are the ones that suck your time and energy. Right. And mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, I have to call that client again. Oh, they're on the schedule this week. Right. And so what right. we want is to focus on the people that are buying more from you, referring more from you. And they are also adding like positive and energy mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. finding more of those people. And it's not always the biggest companies. I think there's a big, um, you know, there's a concept called the dream 100 that I learned when I, I worked directly with Chet Holmes, who's the founder of the dream 100. Mm -hmm. And I've used the dream 100. In fact, I teach it in his, <laughs> he's passed away, but I teach the dream 100 for his online program now, since he's passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and people think, oh, I want the billion dollar company. It doesn't have to be the billion dollar company. One of my clients has really He's gone from six to eight figures going after companies in the hundred million to $500 million range, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And for some right. small businesses, their perfect client could be a million dollar client or a $500,000 client. Mm -hmm. um, so we really identify who those people are. And then that leads us to the next step, which is identifying your strategic positioning and messaging. Now, what I find right now is that most people are in a commodity industry so like if you Googled business coach, how many business coaches are there? Oh, if you interview podcasts, many. <laughs> how many podcasts, right? Right. And so what happens is that we think we need to compete on price. Mm. But if you look at something like a Chanel or Louis Vuitton or Louboutin, like they don't compete on price, right? Mm -hmm. 
Chanel, you buy Chanel, you can buy Chanel used and it's still extremely expensive. Right, right. Because the value is there. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is create that messaging that moves you from being a commodity and competing on price to competing on the value you provide. And I'll give you an example. One of my clients is in logistics. And what happened, logistics is a commoditized industry, right? How do you get it from A to B in a very fast, cheap manner? Right. And what we did from doing the perfect clients work that we did is we uncovered that what was happening is people were getting things delivered. And then the people that bought the thing, and in this case, high-end equipment, mm -hmm. were really mad because the thing was stuck in transit. It arrived um, stuck on the loading dock, stuck mm -hmm. in the hall that they didn't have a way to install it. Right. And so it was costing them money. And then what was happening is that the client was mad at the salesperson and didn't want to buy from them anymore. Uh, right? So now we created this strategic positioning to say, instead of it being a cost to do, you know, to have logistics in your company, which it's always going to be a cost to deliver your stuff. What if we could make it a value add? What if it could increase your customer satisfaction? Right. And so when we right. shifted the messaging that way, he was able to go from six to eight figures in his business, even though he was competing against hundred million dollar companies. Mm -hmm. Wow. So okay. it really makes a huge difference instead of people just saying, oh, send me a quote, send me a proposal. Right. Right. Like you have now created the people coming to you and asking you, okay, how can I do this? Mm -hmm. Um, the fifth thing we do is the offer. Like, what is your packaging? What is your pricing? How can you really improve that? And I've, I've had immense success with my clients with this. Um, I was looking because I'm just doing a new program called Raise Your Rates Masterclass. Okay. And in the Raise Your Rates Masterclass, I was looking at some of my clients and they've gone from $800 to $2,500 average sale. Another one of my clients in my mastermind went from a $1,500 sale to a $9,600 sale, right? Wow. So when I'm saying like add a zero without the hustle, when you yeah. start looking at your rates, you know, and you can start commanding higher fees, mm -hmm. it really makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next thing we do, and you know, you can ask me questions about any of these things, yeah. um, is stacked marketing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've ever advertised on Facebook or you have an Instagram account or any of these things, you know that you are at risk because, you know, number one, you have your eggs in Zuckerberg's basket, right? <laughs> and they can turn your ads off, right? Like how right. many people watching or listening to this have had their ads turned off or know like somebody who has, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. this happened to me uh, a bunch of times, even though I had Facebook ads agencies and things like that handling my account, even though I was following the rules and boom, it wipes out your whole, your whole plan, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So you need to have that stacked marketing. That's not just in one place. It's not just putting all of your eggs in one basket. When right. we break that down, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm just agreeing. <laughs> I'm yeah. just processing so everything you're saying. What we want to do is we want to create that stack, which means it has to be strategic, the marketing. Mm -hmm. It has to be targeted at those perfect clients. It needs to be action-based. You have to have a call to action, mm -hmm. right? So like, if you're listening to this, ask yourself, do you have a call to action for the marketing you're doing? Mm -hmm. You would be surprised how many times clients in the last 20 years of coaching have given me an ad and there was no call to action. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And yep. then um, C stands for consistency. 
Like what is the minimum amount that you can commit to each and every week in your marketing? Is it doing a video a week? Is it doing a newsletter a week? Is it doing um, a Q&A call every week? Is it, you know, posting, you know, three times a week? But you want to set that bar for yourself mm-hmm. so that you know, okay, I'm going to at least do that. And I think the best way to look at this is with exercise, right? So you probably work out, right? Yeah. And so what happens is you set to yourself, you're like, okay, I am going to do this amount this week. Do you have something in your head that you say, I have to do this many classes or things per week? There's an online uh, thing that I love doing and it's at home workouts and it's like 15 minutes each video. And it's like Monday through Friday. And I like, I don't like going to the gym, but this has been something that is just like, okay, like it's from the comfort of my home. There's really no excuse to not, you know, improve my health through exercise. So yeah, this is a great example. You can get so much done in 15 minutes of exercise. It's not even funny, right? Because they make you do like, it's twice as hard as doing things. (laughs) (laughs) But I tell my clients, start with something small. Like if you're scared to do videos, do a 15 second story. Yeah. Right. Do a story every day and commit. Reels reels have been amazing for Instagram too, that I always tell people like do reels. That is so easy to trend right now. The algorithm is really pushing that. So yeah, totally. Yeah. And so that's 30 seconds, right? Reels are 30 seconds or less. Yeah, up to 30. And so who does not have 30 seconds that they can commit to, but Mm -hmm. set that bar that, you know, consistently week in, week out, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then the K stands for KPIs. Now, this is the stuff that people don't really like because Mm. they think it sounds all numbers and spreadsheets and things like that. But what I want you to figure out is what are the things that you need to track to know that you're on track, right? Mm -hmm. So is it the number of appointments you've booked for, you know, people to talk consults? Is it people that have opted into your newsletter, right? So you can track the things that are coming into you, but you can also be tracking the things that you're doing, right? So if you're if you've said, all right, I'm going to do a reel every day or three times a week, like check that off. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be in a notebook if you hate spreadsheets, but when you start to commit to consistency, that's when you're going to see results. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the E is for educating your buyer. Like don't, don't just like spew your product and your, your, um, this is what it does. And this is what it includes, like educate your buyer, why this is important, mm-hmm. why this is possible. Like if, if I was to say to you, you know, like with the raise your rates masterclass, like, oh, you're going to raise your rates. But I didn't tell you how um, this is possible, even in the time of quarantine, right? right? That people are doing it. If I didn't tell you how um, you can do this without losing clients and give you some examples and to show you not just me doing it, but other companies like outside of me that are able to raise their rates and and have it work for them. Mm -hmm. So you want to educate them. And then the last thing for D for the stacked marketing is is to distribute, right? So instead of one thing, you're going to look at, okay, if I'm creating something, can I put, say, for example, you did a reel. Mm -hmm. right? You've done the work to think about what you want to do for the reel. You've created the content. What else could you do with that reel, right? Could you post it on another network? Could you have it transcribed and do like a little article or post? Wow. Right. 
different people like to see things in different ways. So yep. it's important that you have things written, you have things audio, you have things video. Right. That so diversifying. Into, you could take that same reel and do a carousel post, which mm -hmm. carousel posts are performing really well. Yep. And just have the 30 seconds broken into three things on a carousel, right? Of those three things that you mentioned yeah. in the reel. Absolutely. But repurpose and distribute the stuff. And then the last thing in the D is to direct it back to you because all of the stuff that people are putting out, a lot of times they feel like they're doing marketing. They're like, Oh, I'm doing marketing. But if you don't direct people to come back, right, to you're just throwing right? content at them without a exactly. <laughs> like We need to direct people and say, yeah. go to like, for example, go to raise your rates, masterclass.com and sign up. It's free. That would be me telling them what to do at the end of right. the video, right? Yep. Versus just like, oh, this is why you need to raise your rates. Yep. And so and that's really um, super duper important when you're doing your marketing. Yeah, I have a great example of that. So I'm a photographer um, and the I have partnered with like influencers before and just going, hey, I'll give you a photo shoot for free if you, you know, post a story or two and then like a post about my work and tag me, whatever. And I've seen the craziest difference from when they just tag me on a picture of the results that I get on my page, as opposed to if they tell their followers like, hey, go check her out. It was like, I think it was like, honestly, a thousand people in two days that I came in contact with, whether it was through an interaction in a picture or even following, as opposed to another situation with an influencer who had like four times as many followers as this first one, but they only tagged me on the picture. And I got like, I think 50 interactions. Wow. So I can wow, attest to that. Like there is a huge power in telling your followers what to do, because if you tell me something, if you give me a call to action, it's a lot easier for me to go, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And Especially you, know what I love you admire. Is, it didn't cost you anything to do that, to say to the influencer, please tag me and tell them to go check right. me out or right. tell them to go look at the photo shoot right. or, you know, whatever it is that you yeah. wanted them to do. It doesn't cost you. You've already done the work to get the influencer to talk to you, right? Mm -hmm. You've already done the work to do the photo shoot with the influencer. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's that little tiny 30 second ask that people yeah. miss. It's where all the money is. So right. I love that you have a really great example of that. And for the, I'll be honest, the first time I did that ever, like partnering with someone and exchanging services, it was really intimidating to ask that because I was like, oh, like I, I don't like confrontation too much. So I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, but I see now like it was the huge, like the biggest difference when you, you know, step up and just go, hey, like I value. And this is one of the best advice I've ever gotten in my life is if you don't value your business or your work, nobody else will. Right. right? Especially in photography. That's like people you know, will stomp all over you. They and will. You know <laughs> what I like? them, they will, unfortunately. I like what you said. Like here we are talking about number step number six, which is stacked marketing. Uh -huh. But it goes back to step number one, which is mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Like that mindset of getting over the fear of asking, that mindset yeah. of valuing yourself and your work, that mindset of saying, I'm going to give myself permission to ask for what I want in right. return for doing my awesome services. Right. They're just all like, I find that there's seven steps, but we move them, you know, in through and 
lots of ways because people are always going to come up with the next level that they need some support with. Mm -hmm. Um, The last step of the adding a zero without a hustle is to optimize your sales process, Mm. right? So you can be doing all the marketing and not have your sales process optimized. So then you're not going to get the clients you want. Like years ago, um, I had a client who was in solar back before, in the before times when we could do trade shows. (laughs) And what what happened was he was doing these trade shows and they were going really well for him and he was getting a ton of leads, but then he wasn't having sales. Mm. And so we actually looked at, we looked at the marketing before the trade show. And then we optimized every step of his sales process from Mm -hmm. the time that the person actually said, Hey, I would like to have an appointment with you. Mm-hmm. to after they left that person's house. Cause in this case it was door, not door to door sales, but in person, mm-hmm. we created a process that actually talked to people before their appointment. Like here's the educate, here's why solar is important. Isn't it? Right. And then we did some future pacing. Like, isn't it going to be awesome when your electricity bill is less than it has ever been? Isn't it going to be awesome when you can use that electricity money towards going out to dinner or doing other mm-hmm. fun things that you want to do instead of paying for electricity? Yeah. Yeah. You're and making so, them an even warmer than before. Yeah. And so it's just these little tiny tweaks of mm-hmm. optimization that, that lead to huge leaps in income. Mm-hmm. And so I put it all together, all seven steps in the system so that now it's like, okay, do we have the mindset? Okay. That constantly needs work. Did we find the hidden profits, all that money that, that you're leaving on the table? What about the perfect clients? Are we actually targeting them? Are we speaking to them? Are we marketing where they are? Is the messaging hitting with them? Do we have the right offer and pricing? And is it high enough where it needs to be? Is the marketing stacked? And has the sales process been optimized? So once you're doing all of those things, you're going to see that it's quite simple to add a zero because you're you're having everything work together as opposed mm-hmm. to scattered. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is fantastic. Stacy, I have one last question for you. Yes. What is an advice that you want to give us that puts us in the right, at least like the first step in the right direction of mindset and just looking at ourselves different in our business, right? You know what I would tell you is don't just learn, implement. And so here's the thing. I used to be this person that would go to every seminar. I have spent hundreds of thousands, probably. Uh, (laughs) I won't tell. Tell my husband, um, you know, on marketing, like on classes, on going to conferences. And what's happened is that unless I implement it, it's like a exercise magazine. I can put it under my pillow and it's not going to help. I can read it. It's not going to help. Right. Right. So today you've just listened to this. She has this whole book of experts. You have tons of interviews with really good content, but unless you say, I would actually sit down right now and get a notebook out and say, okay, what did I take away from this? What Mm -hmm. am I not doing right now? Mm -hmm. What could I do to improve my marketing from what she just said in the marketing stack? What Mm -hmm. could I do to optimize this and actually put it on the calendar and take action? Mm -hmm. This is so fantastic. Stacey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. I'm grateful. Um, for everybody who's listening, as always, you can find Stacy Highland at bookofexperts.com. 
And yeah, reach out if you want to connect with her and just see how she can help you, you know, bring your business and your life to the next step. So thank you so much, Stacey, for being here. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Isadora. It was wonderful. And for anybody that's interested, you can go to stacyhighland.com. And I'm happy to actually look at your business and see what those steps are that you're missing to add. There you go. Thank you. That's so generous. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And remember, don't just learn, implement. Implement.